When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to This is the final word Pakistan Daily coming to you from Pindi Cricket Stadium. Royal Pindi, Islamabad, the Twin Cities. Uh, Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins with you. It is apocalyptically dark here. It is NASA, Hussein and Graham Thorpe dark, except they actually have floodlights here. Um, there is a belter of a storm, I think, coming in. We're going to get drenched shortly. But before that, Adam is going to tell you all about what happened today in the space of 30 seconds. Uh, Australia resumed at none for five. Kawaja and Warner were exceptional before lunch. Only one chance that was Kawaja dropped by forward alarm in the gully. Other than that, uh, he was hitting the ball along the ground and superbly, they were both beyond 50 at the lunch break. After lunch, Warner got bowled for 68 by Sajid Khan and then Kawaja, perilously close to three tons in three tests. Upon his recall, caught off the glove, reverse sweeping it short leg for 97. Enter Manus Labashain, who ends the night 69 not out. There nice. was Stephen Smith, who's about 20 odd. Uh, they are two for 271 at the close till 205 behind. The probability of a result in this test match continues to diminish, partly because the light is so bad here after about four o'clock. Yeah, we well, we were off at quarter past three today, mm. I think. Um, by the time things wrapped up, uh, well, there's rain forecast for tomorrow, which will be day four, so um, chances of getting a result on that front are low, but also just that this pitch has been blameless. It's been so easy to bat, and, and I thought, I really felt for Shane Shafridi, who who bowled a magnificent spell to start the day, bowled another one yep. after the lunch break. Um, Nassim Shah had his moments as well. They really tried. They got a bit of life. They beat the bat here and there. On a, another day, you might have had two wickets, Shaheen Shah Afridi, but and had the catch dropped as well. But it, it was just, it was like you only had to survive a relatively low uh, amount of danger yeah. before you could cash in and that's what all of the Australians so far have done. Yeah, it's been the story of the Test match. Once you get through that first 20 balls, I, I remember Stephen Smith early in his career spoke about that was the step up from Shield cricket to Test cricket. The first 20 balls, not the first 5 or 10, 20, any of them could have your number on it. When you're through that, the game changes and so it's been for all the, the top flight batsmen in this test match so far especially Kawaja mind you Kawaja raced to 40 he had that chance on 22 but really he was in top gear early on mm. he left Warner for dead Warner did catch up just before lunch I think it was 70 and 60 respectively with Kawaja in the lead but yeah it was Kawaja who set the tone drove splendidly pulled really well the short ball nearly sorted him out but it took a long time for Pakistan to implement a short leg uh, now mm. I, I don't know why that was the case with both Nassim and Shaheen getting the ball up around the throat. A couple of times, Warner got caught on the glove and at one stage, Kawaja was pulling a ball he could barely see. 
you should have someone under the lid, but it's out of fashion. And in turn, we didn't see it until it was kind of too late when the ball was already um, a bit softer. And we know from even day one that once the ball gets soft, your seamers take a diff- very different role. And it's not about the fear factor anymore. It's about trying to dry it up. Um, I'm sure as well that people will be critical of Wismakawaja for getting out to a reverse sweep, um, gloved it up to short leg. Remember how well he reverse swept the ball in 2018 sure. in Dubai? 21 reverse sweeps, I think he played in that innings and nailed them all. He, I reckon he hit about three boundaries, maybe four, with the reverse in this innings as well today. So he was playing it beautifully um, and just picked one that was a little bit too straight to go after, I think, and got a bit too much bounce and um, just brushed the back of the glove on its way sort of into his body and popping up to, to short leg. So he was unlucky to get there out on yeah. 97 and... It would have been quite a moment um, had he got that 100 oh, I mean, in the city where he was born. I mean, 100 here in Islamabad um, would have been one of the moments of his career, if not the moment of his career. But, yeah, it wasn't to be. Just on the reverse sweep, because it's a premeditated shot, there's always an element of risk that's heightened compared to the other portions of his game. But mm. Ben James from Crickviz did some analysis on this about Kawaja sweeping in the last five years. He's, no one in the world's got a better first-class record. I think he's averaging like 300 or something ridiculous. <laughs> so um, you, you mitigate that risk by having a player of Kawaja's capacity when he's down on his pad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As you say, he was reverse sweeping so well that they had a third man in position, Pakistan, for both spinners. So, yeah, you've got to keep it in perspective. Yes, risky, but um, the game has moved on from when, you know, Mike Gadding was reverse sweeping in the 87 World Cup final here. <laughs> um, I say here, by the way, in the subcontinent, not yes, in Pakistan. No, not, not, not literally here. here. Yeah. Not on this balcony where we're recording no, this, no. this show. Um, David Warner, let's, let's chat about that 68 that he made. Yep. That felt important. Um, I, I mean, maybe this is weird, but I feel I get a little bit nervous when David... David Warner comes out to bat these days because he's, hmm. he's there's there's this hint of fragility about his game at times. You know he's not the same sort of indomitable force that he once was, and his record away from home people get stuck into that all the time. You know obviously pretty easy batting conditions here, but it was it still felt important that he come out and make a decent score rather yeah. than come out and start the series poorly and and then maybe that has a, a an ongoing effect. Whereas he. He started cautiously, as you say. Kawaja was 40 at nearly a run a ball. Warner off 40 balls was about 10. Yep. But he got into his game, particularly when the spinners, uh, when they were, had tandem spinners operating and, and the quicks had come off. He was really, um, really proactive against the spin. He came down the track. He carved through the offside. He looked increasingly confident as his day went on. And he didn't get a, another rare overseas 100 to, to add to his tally, but he did make 68 important runs. And, and the opening stand was 156, and that mattered a lot because if, if early wickets are gone, then Australia could still have found themselves in trouble. Yeah, it made sure that, well, it didn't make sure, but it made the probability of Australia losing this test match next to nothing from here. It would have required a, a full-scale collapse and you don't see them uh, on this track. We haven't seen them this far and I can't imagine we're going to see them on day four or Six day five. Six wickets in three days. Yeah, exactly. Just with Warner and the way he played. It was one those, of them was a run-out. Yes, that's true. Uh, those, those cut shots back-to-back off Nassim Shah um, when he got brought back for a second spell. This time it was from the uh, the pavilion end replacing Shaheen Shah Afridi. Mm-hmm. He cut in behind point then in front of point. I remember interviewing Warner after his twin tons. No, not twin tons. His century and a session against Pakistan mm-hmm. in 2017 and he said that the way his game evolved between the first century in a session back in 2012 and the second five years on was the way that he could ping boundaries to point in complete control without bringing the cordon into play and that's what that felt like and then mm-hmm. the spinners came on especially Iftika who he took to uh, just before the lunch break and even to an extent uh, Numan Ali who, yeah. who I mean he came back and got Kawaja's wicket but uh, Warner was the one who uh, up the tempo at that juncture. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I agree with you. It was important that he started the series well, and he has. 
the other thing that I noticed was just just how much almost everything was behind square for both players. They were they were sort of dabbing and late cutting and so on. Uh, even Labuschagne and Smith, when they came in, were doing the same sort of thing. Like there was there was barely a boundary scored in front of square on on either side of the wicket. Lots of dabs, little a few edges as well off Shane Shafridi, particularly um, past slip that that they got away with. Uh, sweeps, paddle sweeps, fine. Yep. Reverses, fine. Everything was behind the wicket. It was like they were just hanging back and using the pace and mostly that worked and the only time it didn't is when Warner got out when he was backing away to the leg side as he'd been doing all day playing off the back foot and just got one from Sajid Khan that, that skipped on it was a little quicker one that zipped through and hit his middle stump but that was the only blemish really from that tactical style of batting Yeah I like the way that Sajid Khan goes about it the, the lights or the sun sort of shining off his bald scone he's got yeah. the, the twizzled up moustache oh. a la Jadeja um, the head is the head. so shiny yes like you can you, you're sitting up here on the balcony 80 metres away and it's just beaming at you like a, yes. like a satellite reflecting its light back down to earth and he did have the ability to get the old one to kick on straight on not many though I, I like the way that Warner went back and played off the back foot for the most part and Kawaja uh, but yeah one a bit quicker and I like the way that, uh, that Sajid was willing to bowl as, as, as slow as 74 kilometres an hour I think it mm-hmm. was so um, yeah he's got a bit of about him, that fella. Uh, so uh, you earned that wicket. He was the best of Pakistan's bowlers today for mine. Um, and as for Labashain, I, I love the way he went so deep in the crease again, back foot play, mm-hmm. to deftly touch the ball. I say he, he barely struck it. Just placed the ball off the middle of the bat a couple of times down to the rope at this mm-hmm. end. Uh, he's on one, Labashain. I wouldn't be surprised if he went big tomorrow. You think the Bunnings kit has done its work? I reckon it has. <laughs> and Steve Smith looked pretty good as well. He, he was 24 not out by the close and he played a couple of really nice little delicate dabs as well and, and seemed to be getting into his work. So... I guess it's pretty much just a net from here on. Like, whatever play well, they get, like, it'll rain somewhat tomorrow. That'll take time out of the game, and, the and whoever way, gets a bat will bat. Yeah, the only way they get they resolve... Well, there's two ways. Australia collapse, unlikely. Or they really put the foot down and sort of bat with the spirit that I suppose Shane Warne would have if he were commentating uh-huh. on this game, which is, yeah. well, if you bat all day tomorrow... Why don't they just make 6.50? Well, if they bat... Yeah. Manus Labashane said this last night yeah. at the presser. If they bat all day tomorrow... They'll, be, they'll have a lead. Won't mm. be a huge lead, but they'll have some sort of lead. If they leave themselves two sessions, it's incredibly unlikely, yeah. but that is the only sort of avenue to a win for Australia from here. Bat once, bat gigantically, and that would require probably batting for four more sessions and then bowling out Pakistan in two to finish the Test match. Highly improbable, but that's the way they would do it, if yeah. at all. It's a tiny, tiny window. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a Luke Skywalker on right. the Death Star, yeah. you know, <laughs> shooting the, the, the ventilation uh, hatch kind of window. But, you know, if a window exists, you know, come in red leader, come in gold leader. Uh, Hall of Fame today. I'm in my Hall of Fame. Uh, our Hosts from the Pakistan media have just been extraordinary. They've, they've, dressed, they've decked us out in uh, uh, local northern Punjabi uh, attire. Yep. Um, both the, the lid and the uh, shawl. Yep. Uh, and I love it. I'm going to wear it every day. Um, <laughs> it, it's kept my head warm on the balcony commentating on radio. It was a chilly day today. And I think it suits me too, just quietly. So, um, you see, you'll see plenty of me wearing this hat, even though I've got the best hair going around. I'll cover it up because I, I want to show respect to uh, our friends in the Pakistan media who've been wonderful hosts so far. You should rock that out. Uh, at Middlesex you know, when, when you're freezing your ass off on one, <laughs> yes. on one of those balconies um, keep yourself warm there my Hall of Fame was um, just how much David Warner was enjoying himself yeah, out there yeah. today 
right? He was loving it. And, and he got a short ball barrage from Nassim Shah. And he was, he doesn't love the short, quick stuff anymore, David Warner. But he enjoys the challenge still. And he was, there was just a moment where Nassim Shah hit him in the shoulder and then came down, did, did the big come down the pitch and have a glare. And Warner just sort of smiled brightly at him and then bent down and picked up the ball and handed it back to the bowler. <laughs> and it wasn't mean spirited or anything. It was very friendly. He sort of patted him on the shoulder a couple of deliveries later. But it just, he was, he was delighted to be playing Test cricket again. I think I mentioned it on the show yesterday that Warner had his arm around Shaheen Sharafredi walking out to the middle with 16 overs before stumps in the dark. I mean, <laughs> he's just in that, I'd said on radio, that gregarious. kind of spiritual, gregarious mode at the yeah. moment. He loves everybody um, and good on him for it. I love Warner when he's like this. Um, even when the Seam Shah came down the track, who's also got a bit about him, mm. you know, right in Warner's face, maybe a bit too close to mm. Warner's face at one stage. Warner's just laughing and carrying on. Um, he's going to have a fun series in Pakistan, especially opening the batting with Usman Khawaja. We didn't quite touch on that in the summary, but you know these guys have barely done this job together uh, and looking forward to seeing uh, how they do it uh, over the next little while. Our video's cut out, Jeff, which is probably a sign that we should end the podcast. Yeah, hey? How's about I think that? so. I think we should. Uh, this has been the final word, Pakistan Daily. Um, we will be back tomorrow on day four. The rain's coming down. We may not have much to tell you, but we'll be here. Bye-bye. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself.